welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace today. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. My co-host, Bob Hassan. Bob, who do we have on the show today? Sean, you're going to be so excited. We have No Limits Nate Burkhalter. He's a yes. former tenure he's a former tenure corporate project engineer turned pro athlete, public speaker, actor, and real estate investor. He's been on American Ninja Warrior seven times. He's a 36 <laughs> year old, well rounded warrior living in Houston. He operates as a pro athlete, an adventurer, an engineer. He's become a grand champion of a show that we never saw in Spain, but it was amazing. Uh, yeah, he's been viewed show. over 10 million times uh, in, in three different networks. Um, and of course, his other hobbies, he's an extreme athlete. He loves extreme sports. Big surprise. But he plays worship at his church and he loves to oh, preach. Wow. And it's, it's amazing. You're going to love him. I'm excited to talk to him today and I follow his journey on Ninja Warrior because I'm a Ninja Warrior fan. And so I met him through Instagram, which is funny, Bob. And I asked him to be on the show because I know his history yeah. and his relationship with God. And he was like, I follow you too. So That's I was like, great. yes, it's so cool. Before we get to the interview, we have a question for Sean and Bob from listeners just like you. So I want to encourage you to go to our website, bullsmistries.com. Click on Ask Sean and Bob a question and we'll answer your business and marketplace questions right here. Today's question came in from Christina and she asked, how do you find a business mentor? And she was actually asking you, Bob, will you become her mentor? And I know that you don't have a capacity for that in the context of just everybody who's coming, but she's awesome. She owns a florist shop. She does wedding yeah. uh, venue florist. Uh, what do you call it? Floristry? No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know what it's called. She does. And so she's just looking for a business mentor to take her to like another level, which I think so many of you who are watching or listening to this, you're looking for a mentor as well. So what are the characteristics that you look for and how do you find someone like that? You know, I love this question, Sean. I hear it a lot, and I know that you do too. And I think some people put too much emphasis on the formality of the word mentor. Mm -hmm. And what what I think about this is you want to find somebody that you're doing life with, somebody in your community, someone in your church, someone that you respect, someone that you have access to, and yeah. who possesses the skills or has demonstrated in their life the things that you're looking for. And uh, as an entrepreneur, and one of the things that I hear a lot is people have started businesses, and there's just all these questions from what bank should I use to, yeah. to how do I manage cash flow and everything in between human resources related. And so I, I think, Sean, you and I believe that uh, being in covenant relationship is important. Mm -hmm. And so that extends out to the church um, widely. And when you're looking for a mentor, I think you look for people who are displaying these characteristics uh, of, of wisdom. It's so good. And sometimes when people are asking for a mentor, which is what I was kind of challenged her with is like, what are you really asking for? Do you need a business coach? Because you're going to hire someone for that. Do mm -hmm. you need somebody to help you through a specific project? Do you need someone to, who has that experience? You can find someone who's done that before. Or do you need like a spiritual mother or father who's kind of a little ahead of you? And so for me personally, I remember when I first started my first business, I looked within the walls of the church at somebody who was killing it at his business. And he had done some consulting and stuff, but not a lot of our personal people were engaged in our church with his consulting. But I just was like, He's killing it as a husband. He's killing it in life. I'm going to go ask him to help me. And I went and said, hey, do you have time to meet with me for coffee? I'll pay. 
once right. a week for like at least four or five weeks. I just have a lot of questions and I think you could really help me to bring a work-life balance. And he's like, you know what? I would love to do that. He actually had the time for it and he wasn't the most known person for it, which I think is actually better to go after the people who aren't the most known for it because they have more capacity and time. If you're asking for more personal relational time, if you're asking for coaching, engage someone's services because you're going to get more out of it when it comes to full coaching. If you actually hire somebody to be alongside of you or if you have somebody who volunteers your time that way, you'll get more out of it when you actually bring it into a formal process. And so I think you got to define what you want to, but getting those mentors that are like life mentors that you, they could answer questions about how they're doing relationships and give you advice on how you're practically managing people and, and the culture and the character of what you're building, I think is really, really helpful. And so that would be my answer. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. I, I think there's no one answer in the yeah. box cookie, cookie cutter, but just ask the Lord to bring them to you. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for your question. And Sean, up next, you know who we have? No I can't wait, no limits name. <laughs> My new book is called Encounter, a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. And this book is gonna help you to understand the days we're living in right now and have an urgency to meet with Jesus the way that I did through some of these encounters that are gonna form your faith. So you can get this book. So make sure to go to bowlsministries.com encounter a spiritual perspective that will shape your faith for the coming move of God. Well, welcome back, Nate. How are you today? Hey, Bob, doing great. Thanks so much for having me be a part of the show. Hey, this is going to be awesome for me personally. I'm geeking out because Nate, I watched you through some of your Ninja Warrior days and experiences. And that show, for those of you who don't know about the show, it's just like the ultimate you know, physical competition where most people don't even get close to making it. It's really interesting to watch someone right before you're on struggle so hard and then you make it look so easy. These like feats of strength. And I, I imagine myself like that's, you look how I'll look in heaven. <laughs> Your physicality. I'm like, that's what I'll be able to do in heaven. I mean, you already are a superhero in what you can do and how you can climb and how you can swing from things and do what you do. It's just so cool. So then I found out you're a person of faith too. You kind of mentioned things along the, your journey throughout, but you know, we, we ended up interacting over Instagram and I was like, I want to hear your story. I want our audience to hear this entrepreneurship that's come through your media career and beyond. So I'm so excited you're on today. Thanks for being on. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. So much honor to you. You've been a part of my life since 2017. You may not wow. have known that, but I'll share some of that in my adventure and journey and, and helping me take some leaps of faith and learning how to hear from God and apply that to whatever I'm doing, which now has become Ninja Warrior. And, it's awesome that you've seen some of that and gotten to be a part of the journey. And I've had had some cool highs, but mostly a lot of lows and breakdowns <laughs> and disappointments. So yeah, we'll unpack some of that. Well, let's go there. Let's start right away. Just in the, in the sense of how did your career start? Because you were an engineer and you went from engineering all the way into this crazy space of extreme sports. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, I, you know, the parallel happened as back in high school, I wanted to be an athlete but I was homeschooled, went to public school, was delayed in a lot of ways, but pretty small kid, 5'5", 115 in 10th grade. Ended up playing tennis because that was the sport no one was doing in South Louisiana. <laughs> and it uh, wasn't the highlight of what I wanted to do athletically. Wanted to play football, but didn't have that chance or didn't want to take the risk because I was too worried about getting hurt or failure or rejection or being on the JV team. So I, I went down a path of focusing on school and catching up there, went into college and became an engineer. And my dad was a preacher, so I grew up uh, with a lot of character and discipline and hard work, but we didn't see, see financial success in any way. We were pretty poor. So I thought, man, I got to learn how to take care of myself. 
And what can I do to do that one day? Well, maybe engineering would be the pathway. I'm better at math and science. I suck at speaking and being in front of people, communication. So I'm going to stay away from that. And as I was progressing down that path in college, I, I bulked up a lot, started working out, figured out how to sleep better, take care of my health and grow athletically. Started playing flag football in college and then met some guys on the football team. They're like, dude, you could, you could make it on the football team. This was at Louisiana Tech University back in 2005. And you'd never played before. Like that was. I'd never played on a team. Now I'd played some flag football and, and in hindsight, I was pretty athletic, but I didn't know it at the time. Mm. So as I started playing on these flag football teams and doing well, and we won a championship, like, man, I've got the size of these guys. I'm, I'm just as fast as these guys. I've got the, the tenacity and the, the fear factor or no fear factor in some of these elements. Maybe I got a chance to make it on the team. So my sophomore year in college, I started the walk-on process to try to try out and wow. get on the team as a wide receiver. And I was training with one of the quarterbacks and they're like, yeah, you can make it, dude. You, you've got what it takes. So I'm like, oh man, that, that kind of excited me, the chance to play. I, I loved football growing up. It was a connection I have with my dad. And as I go through that journey, I have this freak accident that happens. And I, I end up burning my legs, second and third degree, very severe. Mm-hmm. I'm in the ICU for a couple of weeks. I'm in a wheelchair for a while, lose 25 pounds. And obviously that ended my football attempt that year. But as I, as I learned how to come back from that, both physically and also spiritually wondering like, God, what, what's going on here? And I didn't have a relationship with God at that point. I was still kind of religiously figuring things out and attending church and applying some, some faith and character elements to my life. But I was living on my own terms and, and learning a little bit of the, the party lifestyle. I'm like, hey, there's some fun here. It was so strict growing up where I was, but didn't have that connection with God to understand you know, what's going on here, but how did I sure. also not die? So it made me start thinking, man, what's my life and my purpose for? But it also activated me in a certain way of handling adversity. So tying that into Ninja Warrior, I, I go back into college and finish up an engineering degree and focus on that and decide maybe football is not the best thing to pursue. Part of me was just scared to go for it because I knew if I failed, it's going to be public. People are going to see. I, I was worried about finding success and significance through my achievement. And I thought if I couldn't guarantee that success, then it's just going to be an embarrassment. So I shouldn't try. And, wow. and as I graduated, moved to Houston, Texas, got a job with the, at the time, fortune number one company in the world. And it was like, blew my mind where, then I started making money. I found a little bit of confidence and purpose in some of those things. But I also quickly realized, and I, I don't know what it like, it's like to really follow the path God has for me. I've seen God's hand in certain ways and favor in certain ways, but I'm missing something. And I saw people yeah. climbing the corporate ladder, climbing certain places in success, but they were still miserable and their marriages were failing and, and they're fake in so many places. I was like, I don't want to be that. God, are you real? I've got to have a real encounter. And that's when I first encountered the prophetic. Someone spoke a word of prophecy over me. Someone else gave me a word of knowledge mm-hmm. and it activated some things in me. I ended up moving on to a small church that was more charismatic, got filled with the spirit. And, and I went all in for wow. following Jesus in a way that I was like, I'll give up everything I've got, Lord. I just want to find purpose and fulfillment within you. And yeah. in the back of my mind, there was always this thought about athletics that and I was still working out and, and trying to compete in certain ways. And I got into this thing called Alpha Warrior, which is an optical course competition. Totally. And, and then out of nowhere, after an 18-month wilderness of leaving my old church and a lot of old friends and just you know, following God and faith, the best I understood, someone sends me a YouTube video and they said, Hey, there's this uh, competition you should check out. I think you need to apply for it. It's called American Ninja Warrior. And I watched someone from Houston, Texas, a refugee from Cambodia, beat the course, overcome an injury, finish. And it just sparked something in me. I, 
in hindsight, it was like, I felt the spirit of God say, that's what I want you to go for and you can risk it. And so now I was redefining my identity instead of worrying about if I succeed or fail, if I apply and don't make it, that's going to define me. Like, no, now I'm, I'm a child of God and I can take bigger risks and not really worry about the outcome. So I love that so much because like a lot of people, when they think they're going to surrender to God, they hear the doomsday story of, that he's going to send me somewhere I don't want to go. And I'm going to do where, And where's that? Where's it? Where's the place that everyone knows? Africa, probably, or wherever. That's and the one I and I'm going to do something that I would never love or that would never give me passion. That's not fun. That's not full of life. And so a lot of people's image of if I fully surrender, if I've really given my life to God, my life's going to be miserable. Versus like if I if I give my life to God, it's he's going to take me beyond what I could hope for or imagine, which is Ephesians yeah. 3 20. And there's something about that in your story that I love it, where we're at right now in the story because I feel like so many people, you might be listening, and, and, and that might be the place in your spirit or your heart that goes, I do want to fully surrender. I want what God wants, but I'm afraid I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to hate oh, that my was life. Me. That's you so know? good, Sean. I'm interested, Nate, like you talked about being in high school and college, being afraid of failing, right? In, in like team sports. And then all of a sudden, God grabs you about Ninja Warrior. And this is a, this is a, a lone sport where if you fail, you fail. It's you. So how did God, how did God fix that in your mind about the fear of failing? The main piece for me was one, when I decided, okay, if Matthew 633 talks about seek first the kingdom of heaven, his, his righteousness or his way of doing things, and then everything else will fall into place. I started getting that revelation and, and Deuteronomy 429 said, if you pursue me with all of your heart, that's where you'll find me. I was like, okay, one, a coach always says, give me a hundred percent effort. So if God's asking me to pursue him with 100% effort, I'll find him there. He'll, he'll meet me. And I started applying those two things. Well, let me get my priority in, in order. So if I seek Jesus first and be about his kingdom and trust him, and that was a hard part for me because I had trust issues with my father. He, he was a good man, but yeah. at the time, he hadn't learned how to provide or, or meet needs or, or be a relational father. It was just disciplinarian. That's what I saw God as. So when I said, whatever it is, I'm all in, I thought it meant quitting my job moving to Africa and living in a mud hut. That right. sounded horrible to me in so many yeah. ways. But I, I was like, you know what, Lord, I, I'm going to trust. I've heard enough stories from guys like yourself to say that, man, one of the most fulfilling places you can be is in the center of God's will. It also can be dangerous and risky. So I applied that, that word on faith, went for it. And that's when I saw, like you said, Sean, it wasn't go be miserable somewhere. It was God activated new things in me and gave me permission to step towards dreams that that were dormant in me that Mm -hmm. I didn't believe were I was worthy of. I didn't believe I could go for, I I didn't come from success in any realm. So I didn't think it was even possible for me to consider a TV show or a bigger visible competition, but my identity has shifted where I'm not defined by the success or the failure that happens externally to me. So if you live by someone's praise, you'll die by their criticism. And, And God just gave me some download where in my spirit, I felt peace to go for something bigger. And I went for it and I applied and I got rejected. They didn't accept <laughs> They didn't accept you. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. So we make you have to make an audition video. You have to show some of your athletic ability, but then also give them some type of storyline and talk about yourself. You have to be on a camera three minutes. Dude, I didn't want to be on a camera. I was so scared to talk to it. So I it was like, Hi, I'm I'm Nate. I'm 28 years old from Houston, Texas. And then I just cut to me doing pull-ups and jumping around and swinging. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to talk. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't accept me. The next year I applied again. They didn't accept me. It was until the third year 
when I, I got some encouragement from some, from some friends saying, Hey, share a little bit more about your life. Don't just do athletic things. And so yeah. I shared about some mission work I was doing in Africa and in, in Latin America and some orphanages I was a part of and some water wells that helped drill with the church that I was a part of. And they were like, that's a cool story. Why didn't you tell us that before? And my old religious mindset was like, well, because if I talk about it, that means I'm doing it for the wrong reason. And yeah. it's got to be hidden. And someone reminded me like, hey, you know, Matthew 5, 14 through 16 talks about <laughs> let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And like, oh, yeah. Well, look at, look about at that. his shirt, Bob. It says illuminate because I know. one of the things you told us is that your shirts, you wear shirts because you can't put scriptures on shirts, but you put principles with your name in them. That's kind of fun and yeah. a fun way for people to connect like when you're on the show. And so you have illuminate right now, which is let your light shine before me. What are the other shirts? I've, I've used passionate. And so <laughs> trying to apply like Colossians 3.23 or 3.17. And, and I'm, when I get excited around something like with you guys and others, I'm pretty passionate and excitable. So that's a part of my personality that comes out. And, and I've tried others compassionate and dominate. And, compassionate yeah. and dominate. I, I like dominate. Yeah. Dominate is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, so so you, you, you told us that you were uh, introverted and shy and didn't like to be in front of the camera. And like, here you are dominating the camera. And like, how did the, what did God do in your identity to bring this out in you? That's a great question. You know, back to that being sold out and just going all in and saying, all right, Jesus, whatever it is, I'll do it. And, and God put people in my life to really speak encouragement into me. Yeah. And I, I saw this natural side of my seven and eight and 10 year old self that started to come out where through woundings in my early years of 10 to 12 to 15, we moved around a lot when I was younger. So I had, had a lot of new situations. I was always the new guy, the small kid, the poor kid. And some people were kind, but other people were kind of cruel. And so you start seeing where you, you don't fit in and you don't measure up. And through things that happened in situations in my life, I slowly just kind of shrank back and shrank back. And so finding that freedom and getting some amazing men and women around my life that began speaking prophetically and just encouragement in my life, it started activating things in me. And I'm like, man, would God say that? And I'm breaking off these religious mindsets that help me step more into what I feel or have seen to be my part of my destiny or calling and things that God's placed inside of me and gifts that the enemy was trying to suppress. So mm -hmm. I trusted other people that I, I looked up to or that were encouraging me. And I used to say, nah, it's, it's not for me. And then I started learning. Okay, thank you. And I do see that in scripture. And, and, and I've been praying about that. And God's telling me the same thing. But that voice I heard, I thought was too good to be true. Right. And realized, and God speaks in these ways. I, it's so, it's the coolest thing. Like when you enter into community, you feel one way about yourself and then you have other people, even, even prophetically people speaking into your life and they're saying something that you couldn't believe would be true about yourself. And they call you up and out into something and it's this yeah. notion of community. That's so good. So, so kind of take us on that journey a little bit because you've had, I love what Bob was just saying. You've had now, Six or seven years has it been that you've been involved seven, in Ninja seven Warrior? Seven years within Ninja Warrior. And so seven years with Ninja Warrior. And this has really been defining for your career and your life. And talk to us about some of the highs and the lows of being a part of a TV phenomenon that's like they've tried a lot of different iterations of this as well. And you've been on the journey with them as a production, you know, mm -hmm. company. That's pretty amazing. Like talk to us as a Christian. What has that been like for you? Well, it wasn't until my third year that I finally got accepted. I came back, I was working internationally in Africa. So I flew back in, competed on the show. A lot of my friends from the church in Houston came up with me and, awesome. and had a lot of support on the sidelines. We were in Oklahoma city for that regional. 
did really well, beat the first round and the second round. And they gave me a TV ad. So I basically got a full feature, which is rare because you have 50,000 that apply 500 that get accepted. And then about 120 that actually get on TV. Wow. And then only a few more get another round and very few people that get on, get back on the show. So there's, there's a lot of logistics behind this, but I saw God giving me favor in certain ways. And I broke through, made it to the national finals in my third year, got a couple of big TV features. Then some churches reached out to me and asked me to come speak. And I was like, uh, 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 I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to do that. You know, I'm still, I'm still a keyboard warrior. I'm a engineering job. Engineer warrior, they don't pay you. So there's a million dollar prize, but only three people in 12 years have won that. So there's not a wow. winner. So the so whole I'm, time you're competing for the first few years, there's literally no finances at all. Yeah. And I'm, I'm training like a pro athlete, giving a lot right. of time, but I'm also working a 50 hour a week job or wow. at least and international. And I'm working in ministry at my church and I've got friendships and, and I was in a relationship at one point. So I had a lot going on, <laughs> but, but sewing into that and building into it. And I, I was single as far as not having a wife or kids. So I had, I had more flexibility than your average guy, but going into that, like my third year, I made it to the national finals and I broke my ankle the night before yeah. the national oh. and so. My man, three years into this, so much adversity, finally made it to a big spot. And then something happens and I'm, I'm almost taken out. And long story short, it took me three more years of trying and missing the national finals by one spot. So it wasn't until my sixth year that I made it back to the national finals. And I, in the same parallel, I was working this career and, and I was getting advancements in my career and I was seeing God things happen there. But also I felt God stirring me time and time again, saying, you're playing it safe here. You're, you're fixing and you're limiting yourself. And I go by no limits, Nate, because I believe that there's no limits to what God can and will do in your life. If you one fully submit it to him. And then two, you're not seeking the credit. Yeah. And, and I felt God prompted me away from that job for a while where I was playing it safe. And I, I was, cause financially I was secure and I was, I was doing good things. I was being a good steward with it, but I, I felt like God was telling me as a father, you're not trusting me. So wow. I, in 2019, I got to the place of, okay, I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to quit this career. Wow. I tell my manager that he, he's like, are you out of your mind? You're going to throw away all these good things. So many people want this job. I'm like, I know, I know it's crazy, but this is where I feel called to do. He wasn't a believer. So I, I made that declaration. I leave, finish up an assignment I had in Africa, go compete. And that year did well on Ninja Warrior, made it to the national finals you know, for the first time in three years beat that first round that I'd broken my ankle on. So that moves you into elite status on Ninja Warrior. Then I got this massive food poisoning. Thought it was malaria. I'd just come back from Africa. Puke my guts up and diarrhea for 12 hours and then go straight to the course to compete again on the next round. And they're telling me, you can't compete. The doctors are like, this is a bad idea. I'm like, I'll sign a waiver. I am not backing down. I'm, I'm all in here. I've left my job, my career. And I've stepped into this because God's given me favor here. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to use this to the best of my ability. And as I do that, I end up beating this, this second round, which in playoff terms, puts you in the, the finals, the Super Bowl. And it was a miracle story. I beat this by one second and it became one of the big features of Ninja Warrior that year. And then they, they sent me straight to the next round, the final round. And I fail immediately. I'm so exhausted. I can't stand up and it was over. No million dollars. Okay, God, I don't, I don't know what happens next. I mean, I, I knew it was unrealistic to expect to win the, the big prize, but I thought something would happen from it. Well, the next thing that happened from it was I fulfill a commitment to take my dad to Israel, something I know he'd always wanted and couldn't afford to do. So I was like, I, I want to bless my dad with this trip, come back from it. And I get a random phone call and get invited down to this crazy TV show in Latin America that I'd never heard of. 
but that was extremely popular and took the survivor and Ninja Warrior, married him together. They had a baby and they put that baby in prison. That was kind of <laughs> what the show was like. And it lasted, lasted for seven months. No TV, no internet, no cell phone, staying in a shack in the woods, but competing with other famous athletes from around the world. And wow. I know we're wrapping up here, so I'll say long story short, I ended up winning that TV show after almost breaking my neck, after breaking my oh foot, my gosh. after crazy situations that happened. And every day I got to preach. For, we were on for two hours every night and I got to just share my faith. They let me wear it. Well, we didn't. They gave us a jersey, it, but I got to talk about scripture. I'd smuggled a Bible in and eventually they let me keep it. And so I got to preach every day. And as that wrapped up, I leave. And I call up my supervisor, my manager from my prior company. And I said, dude, you'll never believe what happened. You know, he's like, yeah, I can't believe you quit your, your career. And I was like, well, I ended up winning this whole thing. I, I doubled or tripled what I would have made with you. And, and amazing things happened. This is like God moves all over the place. And he's like, well, you know what? If, if you'd stayed here, I would have had to let you go. Cause I had to wipe out our entire division. Oh, wow. COVID wow. In the world. And it, and it, it triggers something to me where, you know, we follow God on, it's on faith in a lot of ways. I mean, we've seen proof yeah. in history time and time again of how he's faithful. You're still moving forward in, in places of faith and trust. And I learned that faith takes risk. And some of the riskiest things we can do in life is playing it safe. And it, let's just use that example of me in my career where I, I walked away from a successful engineering career, feeling prompted that God had me go a different direction to impact people in a different way. And so I went in all in in faith on that. And out of nowhere, something materialized I'd never heard of before. I didn't have this already like queued up, popped up. And then it, it, it turned out to be a massive God story in so many ways. And then in hindsight, if I'd stayed it, played it safe, if I'd set my career and held on to it, I would have lost it. Hey, Nate, what, what, Nate would, you, would you tell our listeners, I mean, I, all I hear through this whole story is perseverance, perseverance, yeah. perseverance, perseverance. Uh, talk, to, talk to our listeners about that. Ooh, okay. Two verses come to mind out of that. So one, Romans 8, 28, <laughs> all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And then Galatians 6, 9, do not grow weary in doing good for yeah. don't give up in due season, you'll reap a harvest. And to me, my story with Ninja Warrior, I mean, Sean, you've seen some of it. And, and now I'm, I'm more seen, I'm verified on Instagram. I've got some of the credentials that came out there, but I was unknown for really the five years of that journey. And I wasn't getting paid for it. It was a sacrifice. It was a lot of heartache and disappointment and failure. One, I, I knew that nothing good in life happens overnight. There's never any overnight success. So good. It takes consistency yeah. and discipline. Mm -hmm. And I'd seen God bring me through places in my own life and small stories where I'm like, hey, he's been faithful here. And, and it's worth it to pursue this. And so I just learned, even in college, when I had that significant injury and I had to battle back and work my way through college and get an engineering job, like nothing necessarily comes easy and we have to learn to, to stick with it and be consistent. And I, I taught myself early on and God showed me, man, you're going to have highs and lows and how you feel show up anyway, don't give up. And you never know. God. So I'm like, man, I, I'm just going to apply and give everything I've got to a situation. If I feel, if I'm uncertain, I'm like, I think God's in this, I'm gonna go for it. And then we'll find out. And so I just developed this opportunistic mentality and then give it everything I've got. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, great. Trust God in this. And when it didn't seem like it was working out, God reminded me, Romans 8, 28, all things will work together. Yeah. The good of those who love him. And so that mindset carried me through. And I still had some 
some spark in me of like, you're not done here. Don't give up. I know it's hard. I know you have adversity, but God, God uses adversity to activate us. The enemy mm-hmm. uses it to discourage us or to push us out. So, I mean, and you guys can talk to all, all day talk to where you hear God giving you prompts to stop versus, you know, the enemy coming in for discouragement. And so learning to persevere and push through and it can lead to a great harvest, but that harvest takes work to go yeah. out and get and bring in. And, and that show I was on in Latin America for seven months was work. And I, I think when people see or, or hear your story in this context, cause like for me, I would watch you on Ninja Warrior and just think that mm-hmm. guy's amazing. He probably has yeah. tons of opportunities. Just probably like in that space. And like, now I'm hearing your story. Like I'd never heard your story. So I'm hearing your story of like where you were really at in your career and like working through this and really trusting God. Like I would have never seen that side of you. So I love that our listeners and viewers get to hear that and see that because you're right now in the middle of a great breakthrough of winning the salvation show, but there's a lot more ahead of you in your future. And a lot that I'm sure God's put in your heart to look forward to and a lot of unfulfilled ambition. That's good, godly ambition. So I'm excited to see where your life takes you and what happens. We're going to be definitely fans and viewers of whatever media comes in your future. But how do people follow you, Nate? How do people stay on the journey with you? You can find me on social media at No Limits Nate. And <laughs> I'm biggest on Instagram. I like to share stories and updates there. I'm getting into YouTube now. So I've got a YouTube channel that I'm going to try to build out and tell more of these stories and bring people along for the journey. So thank you guys for letting me be, be a part of this. Y'all been an encouragement to my life. And, and help me step forward. And John, I was telling you the other day, like I've read several of your books and 2017, I was reading and listening to the podcast and like, I'm getting insight. It helps me build my faith and go, oh, I'm so glad. okay, I can take that step of faith. It's, it's worth it here. But, but yeah, I, I haven't had a lot of opportunities. Like even now as I've, I've left and started over, God still brings up a thing of like, what do you value more me or some kind of opportunity? And I always have to redirect and go, all right, God, I'm trusting you in this season. Yeah. So that's a story for another time. But thank no, you I guys love for... that you're ending us with that. It's a life of trust. And that's mm-hmm. that's what we want to go after is living a life of trust for these opportunities that God has for us that we couldn't create for ourselves. You're just the perfect example of somebody who's facing it until you make it into what God has mm-hmm. for you. And that's that perseverance is gonna is gonna stay with me. I know just hearing that story. And I know it'll stay with a lot of our listeners and viewers just who are listening right now. Nate, thanks again for being here. You're so inspiring. Up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on a journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bullsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner.
Welcome back. Bob, I'm still processing Nate's story and just who he is. That was pretty amazing to hear. I like that you brought up perseverance in the conversation because I was thinking that the whole time, like this guy has perseverance and I'm going to have perseverance, not just because he's an athlete, but just the way he went after his life with God and his career and the whole thing. It was, it was really impactful. I thought it was so interesting that he said that he was an introvert and uh, you know, what we saw on camera and listened to was something completely different. And it's a testament to what God can do to all of our lives. We think yeah. we're one way, but he he can come in and do something completely different. And and I, I think it get, should give us hope. So and I think all of us, like we we don't know who we're going to be in God until we discover it. And I think if you, I've had some people tell me, I can't do that because that's not part of my personality. I'm not skilled at that. I'm not gifted at that. I think of people we've had, like even on this own, you know, our own podcast, who've told yeah. us, "I'm doing something I never saw myself doing." And I, I just inter- interviewed recently for my other podcast, Exploring the Prophetic, uh, Kim Walker, who you're friends with, mm-hmm. you know, Kim and her husband, Kim Walker Smith, and um, and I think of Kim like she never thought of herself as a, a singer or a worship leader, and she's like one of the most known worship leaders there is, and I hear that all that thread all the time, and so I yeah. think everybody who's listening and watching, I hope you guys go on the journey of discovery with God because he's going to bring out something inside of you that you would have never seen. He's the ultimate coach. That's what the Holy Spirit does is help to define us. Mm-hmm. It is interesting to see people move into their destiny because what I heard from Nate is, is that he was sort of struggling around looking for what he was meant to do. Yeah. And, and he, he, he figured it out through trial and error. And I think after listening to him, he wasn't afraid to try and to fail after God, yeah. after God, he, he got that after he surrendered to God. And I think yeah. that's cool because we think once we surrender to God, then we're going to have an ABCD plan from God. But God is about the journey more than the, and the process more than about the destination. Yeah. So he's developing us. So he allows those things to happen in our life. He allows us to not stumble through, but to, to learn and grow as a human being. And that's, that's a part of my life journey where I'm like, I, I wish I could have told my younger self, have patience and enjoy the process because it's going to be a process versus you're going to get somewhere and do something awesome. It's like, no, you get to be someone awesome because God is going to be inside of you. And then you get to do a lot of things because of God inside of you. Yeah, that's so good. I love everything you're saying too, Bob. And I think that our viewers and listeners, I think we're on a journey together. And I encourage you guys to come visit us at our website, bullsministries.com. Join the conversation, ask questions for Bob and I there. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.